and welcome back to another episode of Bombarded. I'm your dungeon maestro, Kyle, and with me, are we still doing this? I'm like, your dungeon maestro, Allie. Nice to have you here. And, and I'm your dungeon maestro, Goodrich. Okay. Everything's yeah. cool. We win the game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that was easy. But you're not the dungeon maestro, Spurrier? Okay, cool. Just nah, be Allie fine. then. I'll gladly no. stand by Spurrier and be a player at this point <laughs> but, but and see where y'all Allie take the story. Half and half is good, yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Let me and Goodrich flesh out the rest Co-DM of the game. The rest we would of have it. a great time. Yes, we would. Please. Well, then I went ahead and I wrote up the recap for last episode, so let me at least do that part for you real quick. Last, we started off with Zoltara and the other orcs rushing their way into the vault, having emerged from the lake, looking for Monoxus. There was this fierce battle between Monoxus and the orcs that ensued, and, of course, those orcs, they spent their time trying to anchor down that green dragon while it while it kind of dragged the other orcs around like dolls on a string. <laughs> Dragging them around. Yep. Uh. Uh, but eventually, <laughs> they were able to ground Monoxus and she was subdued, but in a final attempt to break free, Monoxus was able to knock some of those orcs down, but Yashi, being quick to act, because as soon as those orcs lost control, she was up there swinging her mallets, riding that dragon and forcing its face right back into this flame. However, wasn't really an issue because (laughs) from downtown, Buster Brown (laughs) was uh, Randy shooting a chromatic orb of fire towards Monoxus's face. That eventually caused a flashback to ignite and go down the dragon's mouth and inevitably killed her. <laughs> I thought you meant like a flashback, like started thinking about when it was a little dragon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, fresh out of the egg. Oh, there no. was a flashback. <laughs> I didn't go into that. I mean, that's on Patreon if you want that. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's, not, it's not on Patreon. Don't, <laughs> no. I don't know. No. Oh, so no. after felling the dragon, of course, we had our delightful reunion between Yashi and our mom, which was really one-sided considering Yashi's had time to process the things that have gone on. (laughs) But we learned in those moments that the Boxmort tribe had planned on sending a group to finish off Minoxus, but heard from Alfric and Orfell, and that was when they decided to figure out who from Arlen wanted to go to Beatsart to be part of this, like, group to help you three out. Once y'all kind of got a little bit more acquainted, you went through some of the loot that was available in the vault, figured all that out before writing a song to be able to teleport yourselves, hopefully, to the Discordant Fields and the Tree Trio. And we ended our episode with the gate that you wanted to walk through, opening up, revealing through the other side the trio of trees, and you saw one of the tree doors was open, and inside was Alfric and Orfell standing there, and they just looked over their shoulder at you. And we pick up there with you emerging from the gateway into the middle of these three trees. Orfell turns, he's holding some books and some random parchments, and he just drops them and starts booking it straight towards you three, runs past you, leaps into the (laughs) air, and just jumps into the arms of Zoltara, and they get really emotionally mushy with each oh, other. Okay, she's almost like cradling him in a way. Oh. Again, she's, she's a little, she's like seven and a half feet tall and yeah. Orfell's maybe five eight, I'm going to say. I can't remember if I ever said it, but I'll go, oh, I'm here too. Uh. <laughs> and he's just like, I just, I literally let you go to school about a month and a half ago. Like, oh, was I mean, it that long? It hasn't oh, been that long. <laughs> it was like yesterday. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm concerned because like, cult, 
Time travel. Aliens. Right. Oh, I, guess, I guess I've seen you kind of recently. It's fine. I, I know what everything that's going on. Alfred's really cued me in here. He's still being held in Zoltara's arms, and she's just kind of nodding, backing him up. Like, just like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, we haven't had the time that you've had. All right, all right. Take it behind the tree, okay? And they do. Like, you know, she kind of like skips off with Orphel in her arms, and off. they go around one of these large trees, which is more than enough to get privacy. Oh, they are adorable. <laughs> well, let's go talk to Alfric in the meantime, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Alfric. Hello. Alfric is standing inside uh, his tree, which you notice right off the bat that this tree looks to have been rummaged through in the very same way that Yashi rummaged through the tree initially. It looks more in the same state as it was in the previous timeline. Okay. Hey, hey, Alfred, over here. Hey, look, look, we're back, and we've got my mom. Isn't that cool? Look at this. Oh, we've got so much to tell you. We killed a dragon. We made this portal, and now we're here. Hi. Hi. It's been a very exciting day. He's kind of looking at you three. You know, he's also wiping a little bit of tears out of his eye, just having seen his best friend and their partner, like, mm-hmm. you know, reunite after a long time. And he's kind of, you know, chuckling a little bit at the ridiculous things that have just been told to him. Uh-huh. He's like, that's uh, that's fantastic. Well, um, oh, is Symbol here or Theremin? Like, uh, well, I guess you would know. Would maybe Orfell know? Not if, quite. Uh, uh, Orfell has not told me that anybody's shown up. Mm-hmm. You're the first people to arrive. My okay. dad has known to be a trickster, uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well. Do we want to, like, call him and just see uh, if he's close? Or yeah. I, if you'd like to, yeah. Well, and you should listen in, Alfred, and see if you can hear Symbol yeah, on the that'd be a good, That's a, a good, good little, little test. test. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I bust out my eyeglass and say, Theremin? Oh, maybe that does something. <laughs> Symbol answers. He goes, hello? Hi. Oh, look over hello. at Alfred. Alfred? Oh. Uh, uh. I really do not hear anything. Really? Oh, Symbol, no. did you hear that? Hear what? You talking? Uh, okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, uh, Symbol, where are you? We're at the trees. Uh, I'm actually making my way there. I should probably be there maybe midday tomorrow. Ooh. Before you did your time thing, I had been trying to scour texts where I could and see if there was anything about Darius Murr or anything, and I had to recollect those books. But I took a moment, I gathered some things. I think there's some things that once I get there we can look over that may be beneficial or at least give us more of a picture, hmm. perhaps. Okay, well, we'll see you when you get here, I guess. So, uh, we got Alfred here, you know, he's chilling. I don't know who that is. Oh, oh uh, uh, Legato, Legato. Oh, it, okay. Yeah. Um. Well, tell them I said hi. Okay. This is going to be a very, very awkward in a way, but not at all because we don't have to interact. Well, can't. if you can't see Legato, then uh, there's nothing to worry about. You know, can't see you either, so it's a win-win unless is you it? really wanted to see each other. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, lose-lose, uh, but two negatives become a positive, right? So it's fine. Are you, are you like a little like embarrassed about how old you got or something? <laughs> You're a little nervous to see. I'm not embarrassed about my age, after Yashi. all these years. <laughs> Uh, anyways, bye. We talked about Symbol. this, Yashi. Uh, we'll well, I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> bye. Bye. You get off the call with Symbol, and Alfred's just standing there. Well, uh, what happened? Uh, it sounds like they're on their way from yeah. your side. I, I could only hear your side of the call. Yeah, Theremin will be here tomorrow, so we'll see what we can do. Well, you know, I, I'm curious about a lot of things that are involving this cult that you're wanting to take down or wanting to stop. Uh-huh. Like, you get the leader, you have the leader. What are you doing with her? 
Do you know how to deal with entities from other dimensions that sort of control your friends that also lead cults? If you got any leads, like, you know, we're down. So. I can't say specifically, but um, the weapons of the Lyarians are quite powerful. If you happen to apprehend her and stop the cult from doing what they're intending to do, what are we to do with the instrument? Do we destroy it, utilize it? Perhaps we could use it to sever that bond and really make sure that this doesn't become an issue going forward. Well, what if we did this? What if we just, like, called up the Lyarians who left you here in the first place and just told them, like, hey, come pick up your instrument. It's causing problems here. You should probably just take it back. Is there a way that we can contact them? Like, I that- think so. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, if you really want to get their attention, yeah. I would attempt to do something on a worldwide scale. Oh, like cool. you did by going back in time. Oh, uh, like Alfred, encouraging mischief. Ooh. <laughs> Delicious. I'm telling you how to get their attention. Right. I'm not encouraging that. Sure. Uh, well, what if we just like, okay, I'm just going to lay it on the table. Me, Goodrich, above table, <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a while. Basically, exactly what Razzle's suggesting. We just write a song that says, hey, Lyarians, here we are, come get us. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's stuff happening that you should be aware of. Something, you know, like that. And just write a song that brings them here and be like, stuff is going down like bad. Do you want to be a part of this or what's your deal? You know what I mean? To kind of like, not to say that this is their problem, but it's their stuff that's causing this problem. I don't know. Well, is part of it that if just the knowledge of how to make their stuff is still there, then like even if we get rid of it, that they could try to build it in the future? Like, is that a factor? maybe, but like if there's nobody left to enact Lyarion magic, then it can't be used anyways, right? Well, like, are you saying that Reed is the one that has to, like, make it happen for the cult? No, I just mean that, like, if there's no Lyarions here to do Lyarion things, then nobody could do Lyarion magic and make bad instruments and do bad things and things like what Chaos Us does, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, okay, so... Bad sometimes, things sometimes. Like, what Chaos <laughs> like, going back onto the table, so, uh-huh. Alfred, if you were the one to get this instrument, probably knowing more about it than we do, like, would you use it or would you destroy it like knowing what you know about the Lyarians Mm. what's your take on this I'd be tempted to use it on a very minimal basis for small things meaning like small what kind of things oh maybe like weather manipulation to increase (laughs) crop yield you know one of my old things was making sure that you know sustainability was a big factor Mm. in a lot of the Lyarian developments for the purposes of sustainability of well, life. That was like your job in the group? You like... yeah. yeah, we all had our own little purposes. Uh, Reed Abba was actually the one who was like our command as far as what we were doing here. I was in charge of sustainability and moral uses of our tools. The compliance officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and Symbol was responsible for recruiting and uh, making sure, reading into the people that were going to be using it, making sure Ooh. that they were trustworthy. So this is Symbol's fault. Right. That makes I'd, sense. <laughs> I wouldn't place blame upon Theremin. Uh, well, <laughs> me personally, you can if you want. That's that's. I mean, we don't know. We'd have to talk to them too. But anyway, so that's my thought. I mean, we could do that right now. We could just write a song that's like, "Hey, Larryons, seriously, stuff's going on over here on a worldwide scale. We're sending you this telegram as a courtesy call." 
to let you know before things get real bad, you might want to come check stuff out. I would vote, you know, if we do that, which I could see that working, I would vote that we try to get these three, or at least these two, to see and hear each other again, to have a little chat before we, uh... Go all out yes. and contact everyone involved. Agreed. All so, right. Yeah. For the time being, I think we have a good place to stay. Our travels through some of the towns, we uh, we heard that word has spread through the rumor mills about the cult's involvement with your father's death, Razzle. Oh, yeah. That is spread, and the Bureau of Warfare has begun conscripting fighters and spellcasters from Scrapums and Arcanium University much earlier than they normally would to fortify defenses. Oh, in, cool. Or not case cool. of things going bad. Right. Um, and I know that my bro talked about, you know, the full force of the Udalali dwarves right. being involved in whatever way. So we've got that going for us. We've got the Volksmart tribe on their way here. Yeah. And the halflings will stay out of everybody's way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I guess if we're sort of just waiting on symbol, should we maybe rest up after sort of destroying a dragon? Yes, please. I'm just, like not in tip-top shape at this point. So Long rest. Okay. Let's do it. Y'all, y'all go ahead and start resting up. And I mean, it was evening whenever you poured it, so it's still like you know nighttime so it is a good time for a rest nice yeah. before the rest really goes through um at some point yashi your parents call you around the corner of the tree they've got a couple of seats set up your dad's just like yashi i, w- I want you to we we need to talk and oh. it's not about what you think it is uh um, what do i think it is Uh-oh. well i mean the, obviously <laughs> the stuff with like you know your mom leaving and all these, you know, things that, oh. you know, you've worked through that we haven't gotten the opportunity. I mean, I'm glad you're right. okay with us. Right, yeah. Didn't realize you weren't. Well, no, it's fine. Well, yeah, we had a conversation in a different timeline about all this, so we're we're good. That really is kind of freaky. Isn't um, it weird? It's really weird. Yeah. Let's just avoid talking about that. That's something I can process later. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, just to let you know, you were very nice, and you told me everything you thought you could tell me. I really hope I would. Yeah. That would be like a good dad thing to do. Well, you know, mom told me that there were some things that you maybe knew that you couldn't tell me, and so you did a good job of not doing that. But she told me, and then I learned some things on my own. Well, good, so, good. Well, the reason we've actually pulled you to the side here, and he kind of looks over at Zoltara, and she kind of like nods, and he's like, wanted to see if you could get Symbol to officiate our wedding. And oh! she punches him in the shoulder, <laughs> and he's just like, ow! Yay! Okay, yeah, uh, what type of wedding are we having? He's rubbing his shoulder, and uh, and your mom's like, no, that's not it. That's not what we were going to ask. Are we having we... another baby? Oh. No. A little brother? No, I mean, we, we just got back together. I was going to say, you move quick. <laughs> like, what are you even, who's <laughs> even telling you about these things? We're not uh, even around. Don't worry about <laughs> nobody, it. I, listen. Well, I have all these friends now. Okay. She has the internet now. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I want to talk to you about something, like, really serious. Um, it's twins. Uh, <laughs> Look, I already know, okay, me and Tabitha, no, we've Yashi, already had conversations. Yashi. No, <laughs> just hear your mom out for a second. Thank you, Orfell. Um, <laughs> so there's a, a namesake behind the Voxmort tribe, and it's this ability that the chief bloodline carries, and it's only to be used in the most dire situations. You don't bust it out like a spoon in a pudding cup or, <laughs> you know, just anything. <laughs> right, right. This is so serious. Like, you understand what I'm getting at? Like, how serious this is? I'm, I, I mean, I don't know yet. You haven't told me, but I will take it seriously. Okay. Yeah, she should just cast Comprehend Language on French and be like, <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> so, like, your voice, my voice, it has this power 
where if you speak these words with intent, you can kill any opponent. Oh, jeez. Just like boom dead? Yeah, boom dead. Okay. (laughs) But this is only to be used in like a really dire situation, Yashi, because... Better you, watch out, Razzle. I'm getting you back. Because <laughs> I'm getting some guns right now, boy. If you use it, <laughs> just say bear bears. you'll die too. Wait, wait. Say oh. that again. <laughs> Cleaning out my ears. Yashi, you need to be listening. Sorry, This sorry. is really important. Uh, it's been a long day. Okay, say it okay. again. So Slower. if you use this ability, uh-huh. yes, you will kill your opponent, uh-huh. but you will also kill yourself. Oh, Okay, yeah, that's an important part of that. Like the most important. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that's pretty intense. Obviously, you've never used it. No, and I, you know, never use it against another Voxmort. That is an abhorrent act that will get your spirit's butt kicked by your ancestors <laughs> for the rest of your afterlife. Okay, well, that's good to know, too. But seriously, um, like, I couldn't use it against my brother. I had to do it the old-fashioned way. Oh, yeah? Oh. You'll have to describe all that to me later. That, I'll, that, I'll like a bedtime in. story. Yeah, later. but yeah. seriously, like, it's a big responsibility that our family carries, and I need to know... If you get into a mode where, you know, that rage kicks in, you know how it happens sometimes? You get really yeah. emotional. and Oh, yeah. You may say it and have the intent and not even know that it's something you could do. Well, okay, so how are you going to tell me the words or do you need to, like, write them down? Because maybe you shouldn't tell me the words. She begins speaking in Orcish and gives you this line in Orcish. And she's like, those are the words. You have to speak them in Orc for them to actually work. Okay. Your target has to be able to hear you. And you have to be very, very direct. Like, me just saying what I said, and, you know, I'm not trying. Right, but you're not, like, trying to kill me. No, I so, wouldn't. Thanks. No. Yeah, of course. I mean, it'd kill me too. And then, right. what's this guy what? gonna do? <laughs> and Orphan's just like, oh my gosh, both of you dead? <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll keep that one in my back pocket as long as I can. Forever, if possible. Oh, probably. Okay, well. Anything else? Let's talk about the wedding. Let's move on <laughs> to uh, Yeah, okay, yeah. you'll get to that. So, y'all spend the rest of the night talking about the wedding and details and figuring it out and uh, learning a little bit about, like, the reason that they hadn't been married is because they didn't want to get married without being able to do it in the traditional Voxmort style. So your mom wanted to be able to make sure that that's how they did their nuptials and now they can. So it's all right. planning right. has right. commenced. You all get a long rest in. The morning is pretty uneventful. Get up, make some breakfast. About a little bit before, you know, high noon, you see off in the distance, symbol approaching. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Here we go. Hey, there he is. Oh, hey. spaghetti symbol. Oh, boy. Oh. And he's, you know, carrying a good, like, over the shoulder, like, messenger bag oh, okay. and everything. And he walks up. He's like, interesting that the music isn't played. Y'all haven't been outside of that. And I hold up the music box. I'm like, this? Yes. This is mine now, and I put it away. So. <laughs> That's. That's fine. Cool. I just found it interesting walking through these planes and not hearing it. Peaceful, right? Yeah. It's a little so peaceful. Serene. Yeah. So, hey, Alfred, Alfred, come out. Alfred kind of comes out. He's been in his tree and whatnot, comes out of there. Okay, like, stop oh. right there. Stop right there in front of the door. He stops at the door. All right, move the door. Like, oh. move it back and forth so that it's moving. <laughs> both of them kind of, like, put their hands on their face, and in unison, they both say, we can see each other affect the world. <laughs> oh, but uh, that was a special moment. These guys are going to be Ooh, great. What about this? I take out my uh, little cup of like um, ink 
and I just dump it on Symbol's face. <laughs> Do you see him? Do you see him? Do you see, um, him? Do you see his face now? Symbol's just standing there, like with shock, with one eye closed, ink over it. And he's just like, uh. I'm smearing it all around his body. <laughs> and he's like, he's right here. Um, Yashi. Yashi, but seriously, why? Alfred's like, I don't know. Do you see the ink don't floating know. in the air? Did the ink vanish? The ink just disappeared. Oh. Hey, give me so, my ink back, guy. Oh, uh, you use invisible ink. Preston. No. You see, he prestidigitates himself, yeah. Symbol <laughs> yeah. says, we have tried a lot of things. We've been through this. I can, Well, can you know, we do something about this? It's so weird that you guys can't see each other. Like, agreed? how did this happen? They put a spell on you or something? And, and now, now you're not each other's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is there some kind of, like, reversal thing we can do to try to get you back in each other's eyes? If you want to try, I wouldn't say no. It'd be nice to see one of my family again, other than you three, of course, but... Well, what if we did a song? Song to make yeah. you see each other. It'd be so cool. So it was like, if you want to try to do a song to fix it, I encourage it. I'm oh, really? all on board for it. Any repercussions? Any repercussions? Any repercussions? Probably. Both Alfric and Symbol start saying any repercussions at the same time. It's like any repercussions, any repercussions, <laughs> any repercussions. Oh, and it's these weird just moments where, regardless of not being able to see each other, being around each other is something that there's moments where they just it's like they're in harmony. Aww. Yeah, that settles it. We're gonna write a song to where you can see each other. Well, and hear and feel and all the senses, and because we don't want to just do one, and that would be awkward. Oh, so. yeah, that's true. Well cover all that in the lyrics though. Yeah. Sweet. Excellent. We can do that then we can kind of look over some of the things that I brought from the library at Strumlots which I hope it's not a problem I took them off campus. But yeah, that's fine. They'll owe you a lot more if you know we do all the things we're supposed to do so uh, it'd be cool. Alright, sweet. Is. Yeah, try this song out. Let's see what happens. Let's roll some chord dice. Uh, hooray. Oh boy. <laughs> Hey everyone, Goodrich here. Uh, w- with everyone else, of course. Hi there. Yeah, uh, yeah we're here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we did record the chord dice section as we normally do. We listened to the drums. We rolled up. Oh, they are something. They're <laughs> really out there. And so we were thinking, and we've already run this by Kyle, and he's cool with us doing this. No Heck strings yeah. attached or inspirations or whatever. Yeah, no. Is we are going to take the drums that we had. We're going to use them because it's the oh ones boy. we rolled. <laughs> but we're going to, instead of using all the chords that we just rolled up, we are going to instead do 12-tone stuff with it. Isn't to that just, what you always wanted? Oh yeah. Boy. I didn't talk them into this at all. They came to this conclusion themselves. This yes. is not me. Even though, <laughs> But it, I encourage it and support it. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes Kyle so, so happy to be using this yeah. super advanced uh, fun question mark theory. So, Spurrier, do you want to give us a so incredibly fast and super, yes. super concise 12-tone explanation? A very miniature lesson. Yeah. Okay, so the long and short of it is here in our Western theory, we have 12 tones. We have a do decaphonic system. Mm-hmm. That we've used. C, C sharp, D, D sharp, and so forth. All the way you until know, you get back to C. All the notes. You know, it's fine. It's great. Look at the piano. It'll uh-huh. tell you its secrets. <laughs> so we're going to use all 12 of them rather than being in a particular key. But to make it even more... Well, for us, at least, you could just do this based on sound, I suppose, when you're composing 12 tones. But we just rolled a D12 over and over again until we got all 12 numbers. 
mm-hmm. and C is one, C sharp's two, and so on, and that's the order of notes we have. So for those of you playing at home, it's 10, 2, 11, 4, 12, 5, 3, 6, 9, 1, 7, 8. If you call that number, you might win a prize. Like that. <laughs> You'll get me on the other line, and I'll sit there and tell you all about yeah, it. Yeah, and Kyle can really fill you in. Yeah. And so a big thing you do with this is not just having that one iteration, but you make a matrix where you do, okay, here it is in C, here it is in C sharp, here it is in D. Yep. But you can read that chart backwards, upside down. You can go a lot of different directions with it. So we're also going to roll, deciding if we go backwards, if we go upside down and backwards, if we go just upside down. <laughs> it kind of gives us these four different options with 12 additional sub options. Yeah. And so we're just going to just roll constantly and weave that together. And it's probably going to sound... <laughs> exactly like we just described. It's going to sound uh, yeah. just it's like gonna that. It's going to sound fantastic. <laughs> and if you want kind of the example that we always went back to in school... One of the founders of all this is named Arnold Schoenberg, and you can look up a piece from his opera Pierre Lunaire called Das Moonfleck. And it is. Listen to about 15 seconds, and either you're going to love it or you're not, but at least you'll get it, and then you'll be good. (laughs) You'll be fine. And that's what we're going to do. And don't worry, we're probably not going to sing it. It's just going to be musically like that, and we're going (laughs) to express ourselves as though it's kind of like slam poetry or something. Kind of, yeah. 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 It'll be fine. We'll see what happens. But we just wanted to give you a heads up that, uh, you know, it's going to get weird. It's going to yeah. get weird in here for yeah. a little bit. But so, it's uh, been four years, so it's fine. Yeah, so. yeah Tone Rose and Matrices. That's all this is. You can look it up oh, online boy. and it'll be great. So Fourth year, fourth semester. Oh, ah, come on. It was so yeah. perfect. Uh, all right, yeah. cool. That's it. That's all we wanted to say. We're going to go have fun now with uh, Tone Rose and it'll be great. Yep. So bye, bye for a little bit. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you in a second. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Maestro Kyle here. Just want to give you that big thank you that I normally do. And before I get into anything else, I wanted to let you know that I found some time on my hands and that I'm going to be able to work on getting out the notes for the Bombarded Halloween special. So hopefully I'll be able to have those notes out to you maybe by the time this is up, in and around. Go on over to bombardedcast.com forward slash DM notes. That's DM hyphen notes. Uh, you can check out all the DM notes we've posted from past one-offs, but I'm really shooting to have this up and ready to go by the time you're listening to this, so you can start planning for your Halloween shenanigans. All right, I'm excited to let y'all know that today's episode is brought to you by Dungeons and Dragons, which is an improvised actual play comedic fantasy podcast that I know personally is going to leave you laughing, crying, and rooting for every character you meet. Uh, Our friends over at Dungeons and Dragons, the whole crew, I'm talking about Russ, Amy, Tom, and Carla, they're all fantastic people. They do their own great spin on lore and playing D&D that I know you at home are going to really enjoy. Their experience Experienced players that love the world that they are set in, which is the Forgotten Realm. So if you're looking for some of that legit Faerun getting deep into the Sword Coast, you're going to get some of that here. Also, I just have to say, they're some of the kindest and most quick-witted improvisers, and I have busted up laughing the times that I've recorded with them, which has been a, a handful now, and I'm excited that I get to continue recording with them, bringing back my character of Varanox. And if you want to know about that, you're going to have to join their adventure Go on over to Dungeons and Dragons anywhere you listen to podcasts, and thank you to Dungeons and Dragons for their support.
All right, it's a new month, and you know what that means. We have a new organization we're going to be donating to. And again, that's 10% of what we make as a podcast in the month of October will be donated to this organization, and that is the joy of music and movement. And with programs in Dallas and New Orleans, the joy of music and movement has performing arts and event planning-based programs and activities that are designed to be a catalyst that helps community members reach their goals and fulfill their potential. So, if you want to learn more about the positive impact that they are making and join them in bringing about positive change to our communities, head on over to joyofmm.org and see how you can get involved with them. Or if you buy anything with Bombarded, you're helping them out anyway. So let's spread that joy around a little bit. All right, our upcoming schedule, episode 78, is going to be out on October 19th. Episode 79 will be out on November 2nd. I can't believe it's already October and almost November. Whoa, this year has gone by, has it not? I agree. Anyway, other than that, don't forget our Die Hard Dice promo code is now just bombarded. So whenever you're shopping for all the little click-clack mathy dice that you need over at Die Hard Dice, be sure to use that promo code of bombarded to save yourself 10% on your order at checkout. And besides that, you know our social media, at BombardedCast, hashtag BardCast, www.bombardedcast.com forward slash bombardedcastingness. That's the thing, yeah? No, don't do that. It might break the internet. I don't know. But we also have our page where you can find a bunch of other Bardic content for you. And thank you to Jake Bianchi, K-Best, Kelvin Horatio, and Pat Tang Bizgar, my Patreon producers, you for rule. And you know what else rules? 12-tone music. So let's check out that 12-tone song that they wrote, and I hope you enjoy this wild and wacky compositional technique that I spent way too much time studying. Talk to y'all later. Okay, so again, Goodrich here. Uh, <laughs> we just rolled those tones, and we're going to play those tones we rolled that Spray was talking about in the order we did, and there can be rests and repeated notes and stuff. And also, just to clarify, we did talk to Kyle about adding potential harmonies to this. Uh, since we didn't roll chord dice, they're going to be probably weird. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah. even see how that... Well, and with that, it's like each instrument is going to have a tone row, and it'll probably have multiple as it goes on. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're doing is that I'm going to roll a D4, and then on this 12-tone matrix, there are four potential directions you can go, which is basically a square. We could go in order, we could go backwards, which is retrograde, we could go upside down, which is inversion, and we could go backwards and upside down, which would be retrograde inversion. Yeah. And then we'll roll a D12 to pick what key it's in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. We'll probably <laughs> post this matrix online for anybody who cares or is wondering. So you can make your own at home. <laughs> so you can oh, make boy. your own matrix, yeah. So, and it's been stressed so far that the whole point of composing with 12-tone rows is to escape tonality, right? right. Like you're not supposed yes. to have a tonal home, so this is fully intentional and yes. not yes. meant to sound how it will sound. Which is, uh, well, maybe... Yeah. It, is meant, it is meant to sound how it will sound. <laughs> well, sure. Uh, yes. But to that end, Razzle says, uh, do you guys want... Do you, go, you want to get weird with this? Yeah, oh, I mean, this is like, a weird thing we're doing, trying to unravel some magic like this, so, uh, yeah. And we're a weird group of people, so, yeah, I mean, it seems yeah. like it's a perfect fit. Zimbal says, there have been things much weirder going on, so I'd say have at it. Oh, Okay, well, get ready for this then, Symbol, because uh, this is about to blow your mind, maybe. So, okay, uh, Randy, why don't you just get us started and uh, let's randomize this. Let's just Yeah, get... let's see where the uh, fingers fall. Okay. <laughs> Return the senses found in all. 
But not in these three, the ones we call Theremin, Symbol, Legato, Alfred, Redouble. Bring back what was banished by the alien kin. Restore the senses from within. Body and mind stay present and true. These senses we speak, may they do what they do for the Lyarians. They're returning to proprioception, mm, taste, thermoception, touch, pressure, equilibrioception, itch, magnetoreception, sound, sight, smell, nociception, hunger, retroceptors, thirst, tension sensors, chemoreceptors. Time. And we stand here in awe of the glory that is 12-tone composition. <laughs> and in awe of the writing style we found for the remainder of the campaign. Uh-huh. We yeah, every yeah. yes. song from here on out. Including the background music. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. Which means we only have 11 episodes left. <laughs> oh, no. So, Oh, and hopefully those lyrics. I mean, this was a big. This is a big deal. So we were maybe a tiny bit more conservative <laughs> with like <laughs> things we said. I mean, you had said last episode how direct that song was. This is even more so. We were talking about maybe doing more with the lyrics and like giving them sweet spider senses or like yeah, trying to get them all beefed up a little. Yeah. <laughs> you could have. You well, could have done it. You could have tried. It didn't seem dangerous. If we can just do this, it'll yeah. be fine. So uh, we're just going to get them back to where they were before. And if we can okay. do that, but maybe Not then. literally and physically. Right, as you no, heard. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we're all very nervous about this, Kyle. So do tell. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm going to start off by saying this. The precautions that you took, uh, I'm going to say that if things go bad, they probably would not be as dire as other scenarios. Okay. Uh, however, you are trying to dispel a very powerful magic that has been in place for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, the power of 12-tone theory. <laughs> Come on, Cal. I, I think a 70% chance of success is fair, considering how direct you were, mm-hmm. and also considering, again, the magic that's already set in place. I'm not going to lie. I thought that Kyle's love of atonal theory was going to give us maybe a tiny bit more percentage of a chance, and I didn't <laughs> feel bad about exploiting that, but 70 feels pretty good for what we just did. Yeah. So. I mean, the fact that it was atonal gave it 20% extra. So, oh, you know, wow. okay. So it was going to be a 50-50 shot in the dark. Right? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So how do y'all want this roll to go? Oh, man. Oh, high in an atonal sky, I feel like. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Although then that wouldn't include the number 12, though. Is that uh, a problem? Oh, okay, we'll go low then. All right. Low in Whoa. an atonal flow. <laughs> oh, nice. I rolled a 67. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> Yes. Very, very close. Wow. (laughs) So you begin playing, and your magic, like normal, begins to flow from your instruments, and it begins to unfold and resemble these individual blankets. Two of them float, one above Symbol and one above Alfric. The third blanket kind of floats in front of you for a moment and then begins to flash bright red before just collapsing in on itself. Oh! The other two blankets begin to lower down over Symbol and Alfric, creating this almost shrink-wrapped-like effect as it stretches, <laughs> covering them completely. It seals in all the freshness. Ooh, boy. <laughs> exactly. I seal in all the senses. <laughs> 
but once the blanket of magic covers them entirely, hitting the ground, it glows brightly for a moment before quickly vanishing. You see Alfred and Symbol just kind of like looking around and then looking at you three, and then they turn and they look at each other for a moment, and you see them both look shocked immediately <laughs> as they begin to point at each other. And almost, again, they keep doing this thing where they seem to be in sync, and they're just like, it's you. It's you. For a moment, they have this thing where they just go back and forth saying the same exact thing, like exclaiming, this is what you look like. I can't believe you look like this guy. You're so different. They go up and they start like touching, pinching each other's face and stuff, ruffling each other's hair and clothes. Like, is this actually happening? They just look confounded for a moment. And as they continue to just interact with each other, you notice this glow around them just begin to emanate. And it's nothing extreme. It's just very subtle, and it kind of sits there for a moment. It seems almost natural in a way. Mm. Even after a moment, like, they're still every once in a while just kind of nudging each other just to make <laughs> sure it's still real and still happening. It takes about a good five minutes before they get to a point to where they, like, finally break and they look at you three. Uh. Symbols, like, steps forward says, all right, so, um... Did we get an that A? Did we get obviously an A? Obviously worked. <laughs> yes, no. A plus. plus. Although, it looks like we two-thirds succeeded. Yeah. You know what's up with the third magical blanket? Okay, then you get a D plus, because that's a 67. Oh, no. Oh. Still passing. Well, D's get degrees, so, yeah. D's do get degrees. <laughs> uh, so, I guess maybe if we see Reed, we can try the song again, if we can remember it. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, or maybe it's a good idea that Reed can see the other two. I mean... Oh. Could be advantageous. Depending on how things go. True. Alfred looks like he's pondering this as you're talking about it. He's kind of rubbing his chin and twirling a piece of his hair. And he's just like, well, it's likely that either Reed was not in range or by some off chance, the parameters of the spell don't apply to Reed. Uh, As in, like, Reed's somehow changed or? I I don't know. Something's been dispelled to begin with. I don't know. Well, two out of three ain't bad, though. Yeah. I mean, again, it's uh, passing. Absolutely. So. I'll take it. So uh. like, I'll take it, too. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, do we want to talk? I know that, Symbol, you had said you've got some sweet, sweet info on Darius Murr. Do, do y'all need more time to, you know, get reacquainted? Oh. Or do you want to just dive right in? And They kind of look at each other, and they both go, business? Business. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> business. <laughs> and they turn back, and they say, business. Obviously, that's what we're here for. All right. right. Well, let's get straight to the biscuit. So we've got this net, Randy. Do you have the, yes. the net? Yes. Here is the uh, key. Key? Question mark? Mm. Yeah. Symbol steps forward and holds his hand out to take the net. Oh, here. Yes. And he grabs that and begins looking at it. He's just like, interesting. Uh, is it is it Alfric now? Am I? Is that is that right? Oh, yeah. Alfric says yes. He says, um, do you still make tea? Oh. And Alfred's like, oh, of course. Yashi, you hear Symbol ask for tea. And that's something that kind of stirs a memory where you Stirs? Remember, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime Alfred traveled with you, he would always bring this delicious tea around. And one thing that stood out to you is that he would always use the shiniest spoons to stir <laughs> that delicious tea. Oh, hey, you need uh, you need something to stir that up with? Or you, you got something in your hand already? Or, <laughs> Can't really. Uh, Yashi, tell. would you like to help me serve the tea? Uh, oh, you know, if you need help, I, I could help. Okay, so Yashi and Alfred start going to the campfire nearby and getting the kettle on and getting water heated up. All the while, y'all are still able to communicate with each other. It's not like there's any distance, but Symbol sets down the butterfly net. You see him bust out these material components, and he starts weaving a spell. 
as he's doing it, you hear him talking about lore of legend needing to come forth and reveal information about the item that is in front of him. That's part of the spell he's doing right now? Yes. Oh, cool. I tell you what, why don't all three of you give me an arcana check real quick to see if maybe in your off studies you'd come across this spell or heard of it, read of it somewhere. That's one of them soft ones. 17 plus 3. And I got a 4. Okay. Uh, that's a, Ooh, that's an 18 plus 2 for me for another unnatural 20. <laughs> okay, so Yashi, maybe you're not paying attention because you're busy tea. with tea and everything yeah. <laughs> like that. But Randy and Razzle, you both, you recognize this spell from people talking about it or reading about it in the library. Randy, of course, that may not apply to you unless Razzle was reading to you. Uh, yeah, I absolutely was. It's part of our yeah. bro times for some That's nights. Right. Yeah. So through some bro time at night, you're reading about, y'all were excited about being bards, and you're like, what are the better spells? What are the most advanced spells? And Razzle, maybe this was after you had gotten your, some of your divination abilities. You're like, what else could be done? And you remember <laughs> the spell called Legend Lore. Oh, and uh, yeah, pretty much it brings to mind a brief summary of significant lore about an item that is being named. Mm. It's hard to say what's going to be gleaned from this, but eventually Symbol winds up wrapping up the spell and you see his body kind of stiffen for a moment. And it seems like he's not necessarily in control, but not out of control. It's like something speaking through him. The magic is taking over his voice and you hear him begin to say, he's like, this will transmute an item into the key necessary to reveal what has happened and it will encourage others to forge a new future. And he breaks for a moment, and he says, So, did that make sense? Uh, What did I say? And we repeat it. I don't exactly remember what he said. (laughs) (laughs) I was staring at you, like, looking around, like, "Ah, I'm being possessed by a net. So this makes the key, it sounds like. Right. We got to catch something that is... Hey, let's try catching that music box you had, Randy. Let's try tossing that in there and see what that does. (laughs) Okay. And I just throw it in there. Oh. Okay. You throw the music box in there, and as it crosses into the net, it begins to transform and begins to take shape, spinning around, mutating itself. And once it hits the bottom of the net, you notice that it looks like a key signature. Looks like a key signature of A-flat major. Oh, okay. Cute. Is it like a little piece of paper that has that written on it, or like? No, it's like a three-dimensional printed out metallic piece. Oh, almost kind of like a little like CAD thing and 3D printed, okay. It looks like it's made of the components of the actual uh, music box. Oh. Like transformer style. Does it have like the lines of the staff or is it just the four flats kind of like hovering? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's the lines of the staff and we'll go with the treble clef. Okay. Okay. Oh, the key. That's the key of A-flat major symbol. Did you remember when you taught us that? Sorry, I broke your music box. Oops. Uh, oh, well. well, it was yours, you said. So. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, right. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> so I didn't know that could do that. Oh. The music box or the net? Well, both. Okay. Um, Should we put something like more normal? Like let's like toss a rock in there or something. Oh yeah, let's do let's it. See what I happens. Toss a rock in there. You toss a rock in there and nothing happens. Oh, so okay. It has to be musically magically imbued with or well, something. Because the music box is like a Lyarion thing, right? Yes. Do we have anything else that's like Lyarion magic? I have something. Maybe a spare something that I can maybe. Uh, spare for this experiment, and I take out the axe septence, 
And I say, will this fit in the net? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Are you going to try to put it in the net? I, I would like to, and I'll put it in like headstock first or handle first so that it can like go in and maybe the net will expand to envelop the rest of it. Or start to break it prior. Or yeah. Break. And I kind of want to see what this does. Uh, oh, no. That cool, everybody? I don't know. It's your it's axe. Your axe. Do yeah. It. yeah. Let's do it. So you begin inserting the headstock of acceptance into the net. And as you are putting it in there, of course, the headstock fits in fine. It's once you get to the actual head of the axe that you're going to be like, well, this might be weird. But uh, as you continue to push the neck in, it starts to transform <gasps> as you continue to feed it in there. And it is in constant shifting, collapsing in on itself, creating more of a solid cube-like matter. You get to the head of the axe, and the axe begins to almost fold in on itself oh. as if gravity is causing it to bend around into a curve. It wow. manipulates itself and folds inside of the cube that was formed by the head stock on the outside of it you see the imprint of six different key signatures on the outside of this box can i take it out like lift it out and see if it transmutes yeah. back into an axe you reach in you pull it out and it does not transform back to an axe. oh it doesn't oh no and the same okay. thing's true with the a flat that got changed okay that is correct okay wow. what key signatures are on the cube the keys that are listed in no apparent order uh you have b flat major c minor F minor, F sharp major, C sharp minor, and A major. Those are all indicated by at least having the tonic note there, so you're not like, is this major or is this minor? Uh, uh, and that's the case for what I didn't mention before on that other one. It's like, oh, they, right. it infers... There's an A-flat indicated on that staff. Yes. Okay. okay. So acceptance is gone. It's just this metal cube now. Yeah. Where once you had acceptance, now you have a cube. Okay. Symbol is kind of looking like, that's very, very interesting. I've I've never seen anything of the Lyarions perform in this way. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that was something that Reed left, I guess. I guess Symbol hasn't seen acceptance and now it's gone. You got to see it for a second. It's fine. Yeah, it's yes. fine. <laughs> Interesting. Want to roll it? Oh, yeah. Um, it's a cube with these keys on each face, like a six-sided dice. Yeah. Like it's basically a D6. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, sure, Randy. Let's roll it. And I roll, roll it on the ground, and I get uh, Roll me a D6. A three. Okay. So you roll it, and it lands on F minor. The box begins to unfold and returns to the form of acceptance, oh. and it begins playing this very deep, depressive music, almost funeral, oh. lament-like music. There are these groans that come along with it as if there's somebody trudging towards the grave in some way, shape, or form. But it just begins playing this music out of nowhere, and after a certain amount of time, it reaches the end and then collapses back in on itself, returning to the cube shape. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to roll it again. Roll it again. Okay. All right. That's a three again. Come on. Three again? Come on. Uh, five. Hooray. There we go. Okay. <laughs> With a five, it unfolds. You know, it unfolds a couple of times, plays that same song a few times. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, stop, stop. <laughs> but with a five, you wind up rolling C sharp minor. It's, again, a minor key, so it's very lamenting, but it has this almost divine sense to it, or as if it's trying to help. Uh-oh. Questioning questioning existence and, <laughs> you know, maybe a, a potential conversation with deities involved. It's just like, Uh-oh. this is life, and this is how we understand it and the mm. loss that's involved. I'm going to stop rolling okay. that for a little while because <laughs> it's a so, lot. Symbol, does this music mean anything to you that's playing? Is this of significance? Or? Well, the music is beneficial for us Lyarions because those that are still tied to the other Lyarions 
have a little bit more abilities with them. So something like this uh, is actually maybe rather quite powerful for a pure Lyarion because say if I was still tied or if Alfric was still tied to the power source that we pull from, we could just manipulate the music that is reverberating from the instrument rather than having to perform it ourselves. Oh, oh it's kind of like having a drum machine of sorts. A music box. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something that generates music so that you are free to command it as you see fit. Uh, now, of course, rolling it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> you could just place it down with the key side up. Right. That you're wanting oh, cool. to use. What's the fun <laughs> of that? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Kyle, if I reach into the net and pull out the A flat and just lay it with the key facing up, does it do the same thing? Or? Yeah, it folds back out into the music box and it winds up playing like, uh, while in major, there's something very judgmental about oh, no. it. It comes off very stern and stark. It still kind of gives you this sense of death. Even though it is in major, but it also gives you the idea that death is not the end of everything. There is an eternity that lies beyond that, and that if you think death is the end of your story, then you're merely just a character in the real story. Oh, wow. Okay. Such an intense little key you are, A-flat. But these feelings and emotions, you gain this just from hearing the music, and it's almost as if it fills you with that sense. There's no mistaking it. This isn't you interpreting it. This is you understanding it. Right. Oh. Have fun with that with the OST spree. I was I was going to say something. I'm like, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> All these things. Um, Kyle, are our instruments lighting up or anything while we listen to this or while these songs are activated? No, they're not. Huh. Cool. Okay. Well, that is, I guess, helpful. Um, well, whatever it is that Reed had planned, perhaps there is something in their possession that they want to use the net on. Possibly. Mm, right. mm. That does make sense. Actually, it's extremely obvious now that you say it. <laughs> well, so what, did, what were you going to say about Darius Murr? Because, like, we, yeah. we don't really have, like, a super plan. We have maybe a plan to get the Lyarions who left you here involved, perhaps? Really? And I tell them about how we want to maybe, like, do a song to summon the Lyarions, like... Or would that cause more trouble than it's worth? Or, yeah, yeah. all of that. You bring this up, and Sumble and Alfred look at each other uh, for a moment, and... Alfric kind of steps to the side, handing Yashi the ingredients for the tea. Says, go ahead and start steeping that. And uh, okay, okay. again, uh, don't let it steep too long. I know. Um, I know. Okay. All right. Uh, you've done this enough with me. I should trust. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> and Alfric says, well, I've told you my opinion on that, uh, Symbol. Mm-hmm. Symbol says, well, um, I think... I think it could be beneficial. I mean, I don't, it's not something that we've been able to do, mainly because, again, we were cut off. So, yeah, maybe they're like not tuned into your frequency or whatever because they left you here on purpose. But if there's a new Lyarion frequency sending out an SOS, you know, maybe <laughs> there's a possibility. I want to come back. Alfred, do you think this could be enough for us to be able to be taken back? Oh, if we correct this? And Alfred's like, I wouldn't hold out hope for that. But you can always try. <laughs> and Simba looks like he's like, I I condone this. I think oh, trying this wow. could benefit the situation. Ooh, I'm nervous. 
Do you get that <laughs> feeling in your stomach sometimes? Oh, where it's yeah. just Ooh, uh, like, now we're talking. Yes. All yeah, the time. That's um, what I usually eat here. Right. And I take some chips out of my pocket and hand them to Symbol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just eat those. You probably feel better. Yeah. It's like, oh, shrimp chips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm thinking, uh, let's do it. But let's maybe wait until next episode. Do you know what I'm saying? So that we can. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are starting to contemplate the plan of actually summoning the Lyarions to bring to their attention what is happening on Algar. It is during this time, just in the early formative moments, when there is a call on Yashi's Ira Glass. You answer to hear Tabitha on the other end. Uh, She's saying, hey, hey, we actually got a good headwind, and uh, I should be in C4 probably in the next uh, day or two. Um, I'm not sure exactly where y'all are, but that's why I'm calling, so oh, here I am. Remember um, those trees I told you about? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, those. That's where we are right now. Okay. And we might be able to play a song to get you here really fast. Um, please don't. Oh. <laughs> I, I appreciate your time. It. It's a really cool portal that we make. I like nudge Yashi and I like point to my eye like he's got the Darismer eyes. Oh, probably, um, uh, you know, when I say the word portal, I don't <laughs> I don't I, mean like <laughs> I understand what you meant, Yashi, and I I appreciate the offer. I think it'll be good for me to have some time to be able to Continue to process the information I learned to help you three out and help out this entire endeavor. But I will make haste towards the trees. Oh, we got a song that could work for that one, too. Uh, (laughs) Quite a little arsenal. No, wait, you don't want any songs. I'm sure Chaos Sauce has a plethora of songs that would benefit me magically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, well, just try to get here quick because guess what? My mom's here. So you'll get to meet her. <laughs> I, I very much look forward to that, Yashi. Um, hopefully we can figure out something so that you get to meet my mom. We'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah. probably maybe weird circumstances. We'll talk about it later. But yeah. I'm very excited, so please be quick. Will do. Be safe. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay I will, I'll see you all soon. Okay. And the Ira Glass call ends. You continue making your plans, talking about, you know, how to phrase things to bring the Lyarians to Algar. Uh-huh. I want everyone to give me a perception check. Uh-huh. You're intimately involved in this songwriting process. That is a 13 plus 4, 17. 3 plus 6, 9. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm just going to say 10. All right. Randy, everyone's, like, writing down lyrics and whatnot, trying to get ideas of what to say. When you notice one of the tree's doors opens and you recognize that it's the door to Razzle's tree. As the door opens slowly, creaking, because, you know, it's wood, it's a tree, it's bound to creak. how <laughs> wooden doors work. Yeah. Out steps this old, balding man with a long, wispy gray beard. He's hunched over slightly. He's carrying a gnarled wooden staff that has a butterfly affixed to the top of it. Mm. And he steps out and looks amongst you and says, Oh, Razzle, it seems... I had to come to you. I see that Theremin and Legato have managed to get here as well. You two can see each other now? Is that what I detected earlier? And both of them kind of nod and they look back and they're like, um, we can see you. And Reed says, we have a lot to discuss. May I sit down and enjoy some tea? All the tea! Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay. And that's where we'll end our episode. <laughs> All right.